All right. All right. Hi, guys. Welcome back to CEO Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host. Today, I have an amazing guest on, and I am so excited for this conversation. I know we're going to get a ton out of it, but before we get to her, let me share a little bit about her. Her name is Lynette Esperanza Robinson. She is a certified elite speaker, highly sought after podcast guest, certified master life coach, serial entrepreneur, and top business coach. Not only has she been featured on numerous international platforms, but she's also owned successful online and brick and mortar businesses, all while raising her family. With nearly 15 years of experience coaching and training other entrepreneurs to flourish in their desired niches, Lynette has had the opportunity to work with high-performing entrepreneurs at every stage of their business across multiple different industries, including health and wellness, music, coaching, and e-commerce. Her high-level knowledge of each sector, combined with her genuine desire to support others to step into the best versions of themselves, has helped her clients achieve groundbreaking results. Lynette has been able to 10x and sometimes even 12x their sales to dramatically increase their income and impact using her potent combination of science-backed mindset coaching with customized sequencing and powerful strategies. She is so just phenomenal just listening to this um, bio. I mean, can you imagine what we are going to get from her? I am so excited to speak with her. And I know that we are going to gain a wealth of information. So hold on to your seats. And the next voice you hear will be none other than Miss Lynette Robinson. Guys, just grab pen and paper. I know I've got mine on the ready, so you should too. All right, let's go ahead and get into this interview. Welcome to the CEO Mindset Podcast. Whether you're the CEO of your life, your profession, or your business, it's time to commit to consistently evolving and being open to failure if you want to achieve your goals. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and this podcast is the number one place to get tips and techniques for working smarter, not harder, using personal branding and authenticity. Now, hit the subscribe button, be prepared to leave a comment or review, and let's get started with today's topic. Okay, guys, Lynette is, she's ready to be interviewed, and I'm so excited to interview her because, you know, sometimes when you are in business or you are just trying to grow just personally, you want to hear from someone who's been there and done that and has buttons and t-shirts, and they can guide you, right? (laughs) Because who wants to reinvent the wheel? Who wants to do this from scratch? Nobody, nobody. And Lynette, from our pre-interview conversation, guys, has a lot of really good answers. And so I'm really excited <laughs> to chat with her. But before she gets into all of the good stuff, we're going to ask her our, our favorite question. Lynette, first of all, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for this conversation. And I love that you start with this first question of like the juicy tidbit that yes. not in the bio. <laughs> I love yes. that. Okay. So Everybody just heard about how fabulous you are and all the credentials you have, and we're excited to hear all of your pearls, but tell us something about yourself that wasn't in the, in the intro. Yeah. So a couple of things that aren't like readily available on the internet to know about me is the first is, um, I actually went to Princeton university (gasps) and have a degree in, um, sociology 
which is part of, and I'm sure it'll tie in a little bit. It's part of like how I kind of got interested in what I'm doing now. As I look back, I'm like, oh, it's all tied together. How fascinating. And the other really fascinating thing that a lot of people don't know about me um, now is that I am a published songwriter. I have written, recorded, produced multiple albums. They're floating out there on the internet. <gasps> Um, and so like, they're still out there, but for people who know me inside of these business spaces, they're like, what? They're, that's the reaction. Like, oh, Y'all I'm here with my mouth wide open. Oh <laughs> my goodness. Oh my goodness. And what's so fun about this is that I still use so many of those skills that I honed as, as a creative, as a songwriter inside of my work now, because so much of the storytelling that you do and songwriting and the crafting of words and messaging is a huge part of what we do inside of my containers with my clients around marketing, sales, strategy, and really crafting offers that sparkle and sell with ease. So, so fun, right? Oh my gosh. So, so much to unpack in that before I ever get to my questions, but the one the big thing that I really want to be to people listening to take away is that the things you did in your past are fueling the things you're doing in your present. And I think so many people get discouraged because they think that they wasted their time or they no longer have time to do the things that they want to do um, or start fresh. And they don't really think that what they've done is contributing to what they want to do. And if they could just stop for a second and look back at the things they've done, there is a common denominator there. There's a, there's a purpose to that passion somewhere in there Yes, that is going to help them with whatever it is they want to do. So I love that. I'm ex- that's great. Now, now you got me <laughs> wanting to hear the songs, you know, I'm just yeah. trying to go find the songs. Yes. But before I do that, let's dive into this great information that you're going to share with us today. Um, we are in, I think, on a very similar trajectory with our businesses. We're trying to serve entrepreneurs. And I also, like you, are trying to just really serve people and help them um, sort of walk in their purpose and understand like who they really want to show up as in this world. And yeah. so I'm so excited for this conversation because we can kind of tackle this for people from a lot of different perspectives and maybe answer a ton of questions and get somebody out of bed and like unstuck and get them going (laughs) with whatever it is that they're trying to do. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. So many of my listeners are working on adjusting their mindsets to evolve and and to live the life or the dream life that they want. What can you share with us about your own story that helps you turn your thinking around? Yeah, this is such a great question because I think a lot of people want to believe that you have to make enormous shifts in order to see big change. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that some of the biggest, you know, quantum leaps, if you will, have in my own life and in the lives of my clients all start with tiny shifts, like Mm -hmm. micro decisions that that snowball and that like roll downhill and create bigger and bigger change. And the value in this, right, is that oftentimes when we're looking to make a change, like if you right now you're listening and you're like, as you said, I like, I've got to get unstuck. I've got to do something. If you're listening and that's you, I want you to shift your, your thinking from, I've got to change everything to what's the one thing 
I can change today that will, and here's the ticket that will feel really good. Mm. What's like the one thing? Cause like our brain, the way that our brain is wired is to, is for efficiency and for self-protection. And so if you're doing something that's really big and drastic, oftentimes your brain, the primal parts of your brain are going to be trying to sabotage that because it feels unsafe. And, but if you can make a small shift and kind of prove to your brain, you're still safe, you're still good. And if you can do it in a way that feels fun, that also kind of, you know, almost um, circumvents that that little part of your brain that's like, ah, freak out because it's it's having fun. (laughs) It's like, oh, this is cool. I can do this. And so it's the question to ask yourself today is what is one thing, one small thing that I can do today that will move me towards my goal that will feel really good so that then I want to do it again tomorrow Mm. and the next day and the next day. And as you layer those things on a little bit at a time, suddenly it feels like I'm using air quotes. If you're listening, (laughs) suddenly you have quantum leap. You have moved so far beyond where you ever thought you could, but it happened one tiny thing at a time. And you did it in a way that helped keep your, your brain on track with the goal that you have for your life. Yes, that is so true. This is especially, um, a good example of this is losing weight, right? Oh yeah. If you, if you think about what you can't have, you won't do it because it's not fun to think about the things you you can't have. (laughs) But if you think about the things that you just need to add in, like I need to, instead of, I need to stop drinking sodas, just say, I need to add in two glasses of water a day. Right. And then you just do like two glasses of water. And then you're like, Hmm, that wasn't so bad. I was still able to have my drink. But then when you say, okay, I want to add in four glasses of water, ultimately over time, like you said, these little small leaps, these little small steps turn into quantum leaps. And you look yeah. back and you're like, oh, wow, I'm down 15 pounds, you know, yes. and all I did was add some water, you know? Right. So I love and that. That's great advice. I think what you're saying there too, really highlights a big part of what I teach my clients inside of my programs is like how you're talking about it. Is it, oh, I, I can't drink soda anymore. Or is it, I get to drink water. One thing that like, I like to shift is you know, you using this example of losing weight, like oftentimes people will say like, I need to give up sugar. And what that tells your body and your brain is like, oh, I'm depriving myself Mm -hmm. of something. Whereas if you use a little tiny switch in words, like I'm cutting out sugar, I'm making a conscious choice to eliminate something like versus I'm having to give up something. Right. It feels really... Yes. It feels so different and it makes it a lot easier at a subconscious level for you to stick with that decision. And like you're saying, you know, you know, if you're trying to basically swap habits, how can you shift it to what you get to do instead of what you have to do? Exactly. So good. So good. And this is a, this is such a good um, point for a lot of things in our lives that we are struggling with and that are keeping us stuck because we are not willing to do or to give up or to feel like we are deprived, like you said. So to turn the conversation around so that it's more of a, I get to, yeah, or this is going to be so great when, you know, mm-hmm. type of a conversation in our heads. Exactly. Great, great, great. Okay. 
Are you questioning why you keep coming up short on your quest for success? Are there mental blocks that are keeping you from realizing your vision? Well, elementary, my dear Watson, all you need is a blueprint. The Search for Success Challenge offers clues, five very important clues that ultimately create the blueprint you need to help you construct the perfect success strategy that will have you achieving your goals and living your best life. Search for your blueprint so that you can use it to have a life you've always dreamed of. You can do this. Come on, Watson. Register with the link in the show notes and let's get started. You have this on your website. So what does it mean to step into your power and purpose? Oh, that's so good. Oh, there, oh my gosh, there's so much here. Just stepping into your power and purpose. I, you know, one of my personal kind of core beliefs is that every person is imbued and given like unique giftings and abilities and things that they are on this earth at this moment in time to bring forth. And I really know from my own experience in my own life and working with so many, so many clients that when people will start to tap into like, what really lights me up? Like, what can I uniquely bring? What can I uniquely give? Something happens, something really just really powerful happens and it's connecting to a a purpose. Like why, why am I here? Why am I, you know, why do I have these, these bents, these giftings, these abilities and, and thinking to yourself, how can I serve others with those things? How can I show up and help other people? Um, because like I just said, we are created for community. Humans are designed. We're social creatures. And so of course, to me, it's like, of course, you know, there's going to be someone who has this one capacity and someone who has something else. And then when we put those things together, then everybody's thriving and flourishing. And that's the power. Like that is the, the, almost like the magic, right. Of experiencing what happens when people will tap into that. And you who are listening right now, you might be thinking, no, Lynette, I don't have something special. And my, my encouragement to you is look closer because I would be willing to bet good money that there is something that people come to you for in little ways and big ways. And they've been coming to you for, for advice or like ideas or whatever for years, years and years and years. And you think nothing of it. Why? Because it's so normal for you. It's so easy. It's mm-hmm. so like, well, of course, mm-hmm. of course. But that thing that is so easy and so fun and flowy and of course to you is not it's that way struggle. for a lot yeah, of other it's people. It's a struggle for other people. Yeah. For and when sure. you will give that gift, when you will just own that that is a superpower that that is something that you can uniquely provide and lead in other people will be able to do the same. I oftentimes say that, you know, your past pain, your past experiences, your past, who you are, how you've shown up to the place that you're in right now, your past has the potential to unlock someone else's future, future. purpose. Love it. Like what? So good. Like 
And when you, when you can allow that to just sweep over you and anchor into your soul, it starts to become a lot easier to grab the fear by the shoulders and look it in the face and be like, what's going on here? Cause like, we have things to do. We have people to help. I've got stuff to do. It just, it, it helps shift everything because when you hit a roadblock and you come up against something that maybe you don't know how to do yet, it doesn't become this big mountain, this overwhelming thing. It's like, all right, great. What next? What tool do I need? What community do I need? What mentor do I need? How do I how do I overcome this so I can keep going with what it is that I've been put on this planet to do? Absolutely. Absolutely. When you were talking, I was thinking about the reasons that people don't show up with these Mm -hmm. natural given talents and skills that they think are just, you know, it's not that big of a deal. And when I work with clients, what I've found and in myself as well, is that there is um, a, the fear, right? That nobody's going to take them seriously because it comes so easily to them. They're going to think this was, they're going to think other people think the same way they think, right? That that this isn't that special because, you know, because in their mind, they think everybody can do it, but not everybody can do it. So they don't think that even if there are the naysayers, that's just an indicator that those aren't the people that their special gift, their superpower was supposed to, to help. Precisely. Yeah. And then the other thing is they fear competition. Like I'm thinking like, okay, what if I do this? You know, there are times that people out there who can do this, that could do it better than me because the imposter syndrome pops in, you know, there are tons of people Mm -hmm. that can do this better than me. And then, like you said, they think, well, it's just, it's obviously it's not something I can make money at because it's so easy that everybody, you know, know, this is common sense. Nobody needs Mm -hmm. to pay me to do this. But I think that in your initial, when we first started talking about this whole fear informing the action that you talked about earlier and just knowing how to like give from your overflow and doing the work to even understand what that superpower is, I think it's important to their ability or someone's ability to let their power fuel their purpose. Um, I always say your passion has a journey. It takes a journey. Mm-hmm. And it t- the journey of your passion is towards its purpose. And there are going to be a lot of different things that happen right along the way. I've mentioned this multiple times on the podcast. I started off, my degree is in marketing, but I started off, um, I started selling Premier Designs jewelry. Well, I mean, I did marketing stuff, but then I had kids and I, you know, so, so I got my cosmetology license. I started, I sold Premier Designs jewelry. I was a fashion wardrobe stylist. Um, I did fashion shows, style, personal styling. And I had a lady to tell me, well, you're never going to be successful if you can't figure out what it is you want to do. And after a minute, I mean, that kind of, I was in my feelings about it for a little bit, but then when I really started to walk into my own and my passion started to really kind of come closer to its purpose, what I realized was all of those things that I did from my marketing degree and doing strategies for nonprofits to doing hair and making women look nice and feel good about themselves to wardrobe styling and making brands look good with their marketing and, and things like that to actually helping with the idea of personal branding and really being authentic in your life and in your business and becoming the CEO of you, all of that had a common thread. Yeah. I want to help you look and feel your best. 
for your journey, for what it is you're trying to do. Yeah. So I needed all of those things. My passion was making people look good and feel good and, and feel good about themselves and have confidence. Yeah. And that journey that it took got me where I am today. So all of the things that I used back then, those so many years ago, are all helping me in what I do right now with clients and in my programs and things like that. And so I just, I love what you're saying about your power and your purpose. It's so very true. This is how you show, you've got to just step into it. You've got to own it and know that, you know, we are all put here for something. And the slightest little thing, the one thing that you think is just inconsequential, nobody cares about it. I mean, think about a net. Like, what is the point of a net on this earth? Right? Yeah. <laughs> it serves a purpose. You yeah. know, here we're having an abundance of crane flies. And it's like, oh my gosh, what is the deal with the crane flies? Well, you think it's just a, an insect that has like this annoying insect, but it eats mosquitoes. Like this purpose is to eat mosquitoes. So you so we're all complaining about mosquitoes here in Texas. So it's like the crane fly has a a purpose, even though we think it's an annoying little thing, you know, it, it serves a purpose. And so for us, our power, we may not feel like it's a power or superpower, but it is a power and it does serve a purpose. And I love this. I love this. this. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, Lynette, we could just talk all day and we're just halfway (laughs) through the questions. I don't know that we'll get through all of them because gosh, I just want to stick on all of them. (laughs) Let's see. Okay. Let me see where I want to go next. Well, one thing I do want to know is you've helped tons of entrepreneurs 10X and 12X their sales. And for the listener who is like, okay, I get it. I love it. Right. Mindset, you know, purpose, power. Great. How can I make some more money? (laughs) What can I do to make some more money? Um, First of all, I want to say that everything we've talked about up until this point is one of the ways um, or a couple of the ways that you have to be in the right mindset to do the things, whatever Lynette is about to say, to tell us what these elements are, I can guarantee you that they aren't going to be effective if you haven't done the pre-work that we've talked about earlier mm-hmm. in this podcast, because just as an entrepreneur myself, I know how important and valuable those things are to me because yeah. they help me to constantly evolve, right? And yeah. then be open to failures, which is the name of this podcast in case you just tuned in. <laughs> Okay. So Lynette, tell us, what have you found to be the key elements required to scale your business and 10X to 12X your sales? Yeah, this is such an awesome question because, and I love what you said as we were kind of coming into this question is like everything we've talked about up until now, it's, that's the stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the stuff. Cause everyone's like, I want the strategy. I want the systems. And Friends, I am here for the strategy. I'm here for the systems. I love it. It's so good. But if you are, if you're missing this piece of mindset energetics, it will only take you so far. Yes. And more importantly, it'll be really challenging to sustain. Yes. And my goal when I'm helping people is to help them create something that they can replicate again and again and again and again and again. Yes. And so I sometimes call it like the transformation trifecta. It's mindset and energetics, systems, strategy. Like you need all three of those things. Um, And Mm -hmm. without each one of those pillars, the success that you want is going to feel elusive. But Mm -hmm. some things to some, so if you're like, okay, I'm ready with my pen for the strategy, the stuff, 
One of the first things I encourage you to look at is the sequencing, the sequencing of, you know, because maybe you've had this experience. I'll tell a little story. Maybe you've had an experience where you saw something cool on the internet and you like downloaded a free PDF or you went to a free masterclass and you're like, this is amazing. And you're all fired up. And then you go to apply the strategy inside of your business and it doesn't produce the same kind of results as the person who was talking about it in their PDF or in their webinar and their whatever. And there's this tendency to kind of get mad and be like, it doesn't work. This is a scam. But really what's happening oftentimes is that all, like all strategy works, right? Like all strategy works. If you implement it, it'll work. However, it's going to work better when you're plugging strategy in to the right sequence inside of your business, Mm. meaning that for the stage of business that you are at, you are applying a strategy that will scale that you are like to use that old adage, like you're not putting the cart before the horse. You're Mm -hmm. making sure that you have a strong foundation in place. And so um, if you're in that place where you're wondering why, why is this strategy either not working or I'm only, it's only working like part of the time. If that's happening, then you need to re-examine the sequencing inside of your business, really making sure that certain pieces of the puzzle are really locked and loaded. And so things like, are you running ads before you've dialed in your offer are you trying to host large conversion events before you've really, you know, fine-tuned your copy? Like th- that kind of stuff. Like we're really thinking like, okay, um, first things first. And so that's something that I like to look at with my clients is, okay, do we have the most like fundamental pieces in place and in the right order? And that's then when you can start to overlay strategies and then systems because the systems are there to essentially automate strategies so that as you progress, you're doing less of the, like the busy, it's not like busy work, but like you're open, your time is open to do more (laughs) and different things. But sometimes people want to insert the system first, they're like, Oh, I've got to have this like super cool CRM and I've got to do this. And like these 45 automations. And it's like, "Mm, no, (laughs) actually, do you really know, like, can you describe to a second grader what you do in two sentences or less where they're like, that's so cool. I want to do that when I grow up. And if the answer isn't, yeah, of course I talk about it all the time then you need to start there. Yeah. Let's start talking about it and getting clear. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is a good one because I've, I struggled with this for a long time. I've struggled because in your head, you know what you're doing. Like I know, I know what I'm doing, but if you cannot, (laughs) if you cannot verbalize that, or if it's not clear when you do try to verbalize it, then you got work to do. Yeah. You got work to do. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. I just wanted to just pop that in there. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think this is one of the things that I see really trips up a lot of entrepreneurs, especially if they're in the first kind of like one to five years or, or zero to five years of the business. It's, you know, cause you can, you can honestly create a lot of success with just hustle and throwing everything at the wall and doing whatever. Mm-hmm. But then 
they get to this point where, and maybe you're listening, you're like, Lynette, it's me. <laughs> where you're like, I am so freaking burnt out. I want to poke my eyes out. I do not want to post another single thing in all of my life. <laughs> and you just feel like I don't remember why I'm doing this. Right. I don't remember why I started. Or you're thinking I'm working more than I was when I was in my corporate job or my whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but almost every entrepreneur I know, including myself, started their business because they wanted more financial freedom, freedom. and mm-hmm. more time, time freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to be able to do whatever it is that we want with our time. And if you're running around applying every strategy that you see on the internet without ever looking at this piece of sequencing, you are going to be working twice and three times as hard. And so this is what I've done with some of my clients that have had bananas results, like in the single quarter, I had one client who went from literally ready to quit her business to 12 xing her sales in a single quarter. And it all came around this idea of like, how can we get really go all the way back to basics, really clear on like what it is that you do. And then how are we going to talk about it? How are you going to talk about it in a way that is clear to your audience, but lights you up. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing where it's, and I, I had, um, I've heard someone else be, before say like, never hire a copywriter. And that's not really like true. It's not never hire a copywriter, but you need to make sure that your voice is so clear through everything that you do. The the way that you talk about something, it, what, it, you know, like words that excite you. And, you know, that has to be embedded into all of your marketing, all of your branding, so that if you do eventually decide to hire it out or whatever, that it's still there and they can replicate that DNA across every single thing that you do. But if you haven't embedded that into your brand, into your marketing, into your copy, into even just like what your offer is, how you talk about your offer, it's going to, it's not going to resonate with the people that you were called to serve. And like we were just so talking true. about, you are specifically on this planet to help and serve a specific group of people. And the only way that you can really do that and like almost like a clarion call to them, Pied Piper style, mm-hmm. is if you will dial into their channel, you are into yes. what your message is and the way that you specifically oh. will say it. When that child that is going to pull them in. If That's you were a preacher, I would be telling, I would be standing up doing a holy dance, shouting and singing, it's like- clapping and doing my little praise God, because this is something, again, <laughs> I'm tr- totally transparent. I have struggled in this area because the conversation, my husband used to tell me, he's like, what you're talking about is so abstract in the marketing space, because in the sales area, people want to see they want to know that what you're saying is going to get them the the sales. They like you said, they want the strategy. How am I going to get from making no money to making all the money? And what we're saying and what we've said prior to this particular question is not the answer to how you get more money. It is like you said is a it's an element of what needs to go into the strategy of getting more money. And you just said just now that in that sales copy before you hire a copywriter, you need to know your own DNA. You need to understand how it plugs into your business. I always say, put the BU in your business. 
Mm -hmm. because you have to be able to uh, make it personal. Um, When I'm working with people, I'm talking about what was your epiphany moment? And then what was that journey to your solution? Because it's in that journey, you'll find the different steps that when you meet someone or when you're talking about your program, you can meet people where they are in that experience. Because like you just said, you're here to serve a certain group of people. So what you have is going to be beneficial to somebody, but you need to, you need to organize what you have. You need to get clear about what you have so that when you talk about it, the different components of that journey, that epiphany journey, that solution that you came up with, when you run up on someone who's at stage one of your journey, you can speak clearly and relate to stage one because you remember it, you know where it was on your journey and you Mm -hmm. can talk to that person in that moment. Um, But, but all of that before this question is what fuels is what gives you the, 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 the know-how and to, to talk about it and to do the marketing that is mm-hmm. going to increase your sales. That's what she's saying. If you're listening, yeah. like, and you're trying to understand how we're connecting the dots here, what we talked about earlier to make more money, people want to know that you care before they care what you know. Yep. So in order for you to show them that you care, you've got to understand, you've got to be able to relate to their issue. And that's why it's so important for you to be clear. But I said, I've struggled because for me, like I said, my degree was in marketing. So it took me a while to understand the psychology and the sociology of it, where you're starting at sociology. So you understood the mind stuff and like how people work together. You understood that part of it. So maybe learning the actual application to the marketing game might've been your learning curve, but we're, we're approaching the same subject and I, and, and we're talking to people about the fact that you are really important. And you understanding you is really important to your 10x, 12x in your sales. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going with your awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I think part of why, part of why this matters is that, and I, and I think I see a lot of entrepreneurs and especially a lot of female entrepreneurs, like really struggle with what you're saying, where it's like, I, like, I've got like all this stuff in my head. I like, I know exactly what I'm doing and da, da, da. But then when we go to, to deliver, there are these constructs that maybe you're operating from that is like, well, it has to be like this. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like you, you strip it of all of the, the nuance and like the coolness of you because you're trying to, you know, follow the marketing strategy exactly. and do the thing. That's exactly right. And instead of just allowing yourself and I'll like, I mean, I don't know that there's anyone out there who's like, oh, I just showed up and was perfect at this. Like, no, because I've been there too, where it's like, you know, I felt like, oh, I'm like attracting all this, like certain type of, you know, person into my business, but I'm like never talking about X, Y, Z thing. And I was like, this, that's so, so weird. And I was talking to, you know, one of my bazillion coaches and they're like, well, you know, part of it's this and that, and the other thing. And, you know, you can, you can do these things to change it. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. And so I went home and I, to change those things. And then the more that I've thought about it, I'm like, the problem isn't that like, I don't, the problem isn't that I don't like X, Y, Z thing inside of my business. The problem is like, I'm not talking about certain things in a way that's attracting the exact right person that I want. Exactly. Because I'm leaving it out. 
And so there's things about like my energy and my vibe. That's like Mm -hmm. automatically attracting someone who's kind of like what I want Mm -hmm. in my business, kind of like who I want to serve, but not precisely because I'm not saying like, Hey, not being transparent. You're not giving. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying like, this is exactly Mm -hmm. what I'm going to be talking about. Like for Mm -hmm. all, for example, like I have, um, I come from a faith background. It's an important part of my life. Spirituality, like like energy, like all this stuff is like a vibe, mm-hmm. but I also am like very rooted. I have an undergraduate degree from Princeton, a master's degree. Like I've run a bunch of businesses and I'm like very intrigued by brain science. Like mm-hmm. that kind of approach is really important to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like avoiding talking about the energetics, the spiritual side, like the the brain science, because it, it didn't fit in the box that someone somewhere had mm-hmm. told me was like how you sell business coaching. Mm-hmm. And I finally got to a point where I was like, no, I'm, I'm starting to attract people who are kind of like into spiritual things, but like, weren't my ideal client because I wasn't allowing myself to just say, Hey, like, if you want to know how to have kick-ass business strategy, system sequencing that are going to blow your mind. And you're going to have someone who's going to hold your hand and like, look at you and like deep into your soul and say like, here are the six things that energetically you need to be working on. Here's the mindset shift and like the expertise that I can provide you to help you really harness the full power of who you are so that you can apply these strategies in a way like that's the person I want. Mm -hmm. And I only started getting those people into my world when I started saying, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is my expertise. I recently had one of my mentors say like, Lynette, you need to start talking more about your background in, in music and in all those things. Cause one, it's super interesting, but two, there's like a really powerful element of like my capacity to help my clients with their storytelling is directly connected to my years, literal years and years of study, honing expertise, working with Emmy award-winning producers so that I could become a master storyteller. And I'm able to pull that into my business strategy, into my sequencing, into all the things that I help my clients with. And so for the person who's really struggling, like I want to be able to tell my story, but I have no freaking clue how now they know, well, Lynette, she knows how to do this. She has, and she has a way of doing it. That's going to feel really me Mm -hmm. because there's a difference between someone who can like write a novel and someone who can write a song. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between someone who, you know, can like, just like write super awesome, like directed copy and someone who can like pierce your heart with the message of their content. Mm-hmm. Like, and mm-hmm. that's what I can do, mm-hmm. but I can only tell my clients that I can do that when I start talking about it. And the same goes for you. Like there's something exactly. that you have in your background, in your back pocket that you're not talking about, or a way that you do whatever it is that you do that perhaps quote unquote, a million other people are doing on the internet, mm-hmm. but you do it in a way that's so special that there's going to be people out there who are like, holy smokes, that is exactly what I need. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is precisely what I was, is going to like change my business, but Mm -hmm. they're not going to know about it until you start talking about what makes you unique using your voice, your words, your background to describe all Mm -hmm. the things that you can help them do Mm -hmm. inside of their life. Yes. Yes. And I agree 100% with everything you said. 
And one of the things that I say to people about that specifically is that we are like a snowflake or a fingerprint. We are the sum of our influence, experience, perspective, and passion. Nobody has the exact same combination as we do. And when we can walk confidently in those things, like, yes, this was how I was influenced, but I unpacked my bag and I got a new bag. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I've had this perspective on something in the past. I can either change that mindset or I can go with it because it's serving me Yeah. or my passion is on its journey and it's okay. I'm on a certain stop right now. I don't know if it's going to be the final stop, but I'm on a stop and it's working for me. But being open to the fact that it might take another journey, knowing these things and really like sitting in it and owning it is what you're saying. It's like you're saying you've got to be able to open your mouth and talk about the snowflake, talk about Mm -hmm. the fingerprint, because there's no reason in hiding behind it or being afraid of it or ashamed of it because it's your essence. It's where your superpower came from. And um, when when I used to talk to people and, and coach them um, and they would be afraid to speak on something, I'd go, well, I don't want to get up there. I'm afraid, you know, I'm nervous. What if someone asks me a question? I'm like, nobody has the right answer, but you, because mm-hmm. your perspective, your influence, your passion, that's all you, like you're, nobody has that, but you. So your answer is not going to ever be wrong because you're giving the answer from your perspective, from your experience, from your snowflake, from your fingerprint. Yeah. So good. So, so when you, when you talk about what you just said and, and really um, owning it, like just being honest about who you are and putting the BU in your business limit, mm-hmm. right. You are um, you're more, you're able to catch those, the clients that you really want to speak to. And that's why I feel like there's never any competition. Like yep. you and I are sitting here talking about the exact same thing. And I'm sure we, our service area overlaps in some way, but it doesn't matter because someone's going to love what you said and want to reach out to you. And Mm -hmm. someone's going to love what I said and reach out to me. And there's not going to, there's just no competition. Um, And that's one of the things that I I really want to get across with this podcast, especially for female entrepreneurs, which is who primarily listens to this podcast is that we get so hung up on you know, well, she does exact same thing. And I got to, you know, I don't want to step on her toes or I don't, I don't want to have her on my show because she might take my clients or whatever. They can't, you Mm -hmm. can't, they can't take them if they don't want to go. So your job is to show up as you and be you 100% and let them know your superpower and how you're presenting it. And that's all you can really do. Um, And that really is enough because you are enough. Right. Yeah, I strongly believe that competition is a lie that is holding people back from the success, impact, influence, and joy that they are designed to have. For sure. Competition isn't real. The figment of our imagination. It's not, it's like not real. And it's, it's only real if you allow it to be real. It's only real if you believe that it's real. But isn't that true with a lot of things? Let like- it be. Yeah, this fear we have for not stepping out on faith and doing what we know God's telling us to do in our life or this 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 business we're sitting on because we're afraid that no one's going to come once we put the shingle out, whatever it is that that is not real. Like something like your reticular activating system is telling you that that is a step away 
you know, danger, Will Robinson, danger, danger. And it's not true. Not true. It's, um, I was doing another podcast and I said, I think of it like a tape recorder, like someone pushed the record and play button at the same time at birth and they recorded all of this stuff on our tape. And so we've been playing back some of those things that have been given to us over time. And Mm -hmm. so we're, we, we need to just change the tape. It really is. It's as simple as changing the tape, but it's still a lot of work to, mm-hmm. to, to re-record. That, that's the thing. Like you can say to yourself that this isn't true and we've unpacked the bag and all those things, but it is work. I don't want there to be a misconception that there isn't work involved in changing these tapes and, and changing the way we speak to ourselves. And that's why I think early on in the podcast, you talked about giving yourself grace and knowing mm-hmm. that that you, it's okay. Like we've all experienced it. It's common. It's normal. Um, but we do have to make different decisions if we want different, different results. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So I've got one last question and then I'm going to let you go. And I'm so sad that I have to let you go, which means Lynette, you have to come back. That's what that means. When I don't finish all of my questions, I've got (laughs) to have you back on the show. So this last question, we all know the name of this podcast is the CEO Mindset Podcast. And we're talking about constantly evolving and being open to failing forward. So my questions for you are, what do you do specifically yourself to constantly evolve and how have you failed forward? And then lastly, what are a few of your lessons that you learned from failing forward? So good. I love this. When I was reading your questions before this, I was like, oh, this is so good. Um, so constantly evolving. I love this because one of my personal core values in life is always be a student, meaning that no matter how educated I am, how experienced I am, how many people are asking for my advice, I always want to take a posture of curiosity. And what this does for me at both like a mental and emotional and spiritual level is that it opens me up for new and more mm. and expansive. And I think there's also something about it, like this taking a posture of curiosity, approaching your business, your relationships, your health. Like when, you know, when something's hard or feels hard or something is like, oh, I don't know what's going on here. Instead of meeting it with frustration or, you know, anger or whatever, or like defeat, if you can approach it with curiosity, there, there's just so many other avenues that are open to you. Not only does it actually open up your brain to talking about reticular activating system, not only does it actually open your brain to new possibility and to like see things that it wouldn't otherwise see. But I also really believe that it opens your heart up to, to the fact that you, you as a human are designed to grow, designed to evolve, designed to elevate, which means that you're always going to not know something and that that's good. Like that's a good good. thing and that it's okay. And in fact, if you're coming up against things where you don't know the answer yet and you can respond with curiosity, that gives you the opportunity to up-level. And then to do it again and again and again. And 
this, the amount of cool stuff that this core value and this perspective has brought into my life is just Honestly, there's like not enough time to talk about it, but it's just so. I told you another show. We've got to, we've got yeah. to do a whole show yeah. on constantly evolving. That's that's the next one, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> it's just because it's so tempting, right? To think, oh, you know, and you think we were talking about this before, where it's like I've done this thing and I've done that thing, and it's you know, it's, and people they will tell you, people will tell you, you know, you gotta, you've gotta. Figure your something. thing out. Yeah. Yeah. Like just doing too much. And it's like, sure. Like I see the value in what they're trying to say, but if you take it all the way down to, you know, where we often take it, which is like, oh, I'm just, I'm a failure. Like, uh, it's like, no, you're evolving. Yeah. And the, and it can either be that those things that either you no longer do that no longer serve you circumstances, whatever, It can either be that those things are a regret and a weight that holds you down, or it can be something that builds into your life and propels you forward into a new season. Yes. I was saying on someone else's podcast um, a number of months ago that, you know, I've walked through some really challenging things in my life and I don't have any regrets. And she was like, really? (laughs) I was like, yes, (laughs) yes. Like I really don't regret those hard seasons because I chose to learn Mm -hmm. because it's, it's either, I mean, failure doesn't have to be a thing. It's either you win or you learn. learn. Mm -hmm. You only fail. You only really fail if you choose not to learn. Yeah. If you choose to stay there where Mm -hmm. you fail, my cousin, I did a podcast interview with her and her husband, they're musicians and she, she, she told me failure is your first attempt in learning. Yes. And I love that. I've been using that ever since because it's so true. It's mm-hmm. you don't fail. You learn if yeah. you are being conscious and you are saying, okay, I don't want this to happen again. <laughs> this failure is going to inform my next attempt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use this to, 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 to tell me what to, not to do the next time. Like mm-hmm. this won't be tried again. So great. Okay. So yeah. So tell us how have you tried to constantly evolve? And then now what about some of your failures? Have you fell forward and what were some of your lessons? Yeah. Gosh, oh my gosh. There's like so many to choose. (laughs) So many cool things to choose from. See guys, Um, if you're listening, I bet you thought based on this conversation that Lynette had just had no problems at all. And she's just been (laughs) gliding through life as a successful entrepreneur from Princeton that we found out today on our show. Uh, <laughs> but no, everybody has them. Go ahead. We've got plenty. Yeah. Go ahead, Lynette. Gosh, there's so, there's so many things like I'd love to share, but I, I mean, in terms of, and I think it's hard for me to like really frame it because like, I don't see very many things as a failure. It's like, I just, right. it's like not a construct I have, Right. but you know, like I've had experiences in, um, you know, like, since we're talking about business, like there have been launches that I've done that haven't been like gangbusters, like bazillions of dollars, millions of people inside. And it's really tempting to believe that that's a failure, you know, because you see people on the internet being like, my first launch was like seven figure launch and I had a hundred people inside. And it's like, (laughs) yes, that happens. And I've had other launches that were amazing. But there have been launches where there were like two people 
Mm-hmm. And here is your choice when that happens. You can either be like, oh, it's it's not a are you ready for this? It's not enough people for me to run that program. Uh, what? Yeah. Like what? <laughs> there are two people who have who have been brave enough to say yes to the next version of themselves with you, and you're going to cancel it be- and wait to some other time. Because it wasn't sufficient for what you had in mind. It didn't meet your expectation. Yeah. And it's like, what if? What if instead of seeing it that way, you just record literally everything you do and then you can make that thing evergreen and sell it for infinity. And like, even though there was two people inside, you can keep making money off of that again and then again and again for work. Or you one, did of those, one of those two people are the one that's going to be the word of mouth that gets you the other 98. Precisely. And that's the thing is like, and, but if you can go really, really micro, if you can peel it all the way back down to like, why did you start to help one person? Like, so great. You've got two people in right. that launch. And it's like you 200 percented yourself. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And, so, and this, this has happened to me where I, you know, launched something and I had, I mean, it was actually, um, I had four people in, but like t- only two of them paid full price. <clears throat> and, and my first instinct was like, was like, is this good? Like, should I be disappointed? And then, I, and then part of me just kind of rose up and was like, hell no. Like, this is amazing. (laughs) And honestly, the people inside of this little tiny program got incredible results. Like their results were so phenomenal. And they, those clients have stuck with me. They've renewed again and again and again and again. And I would have missed out on so many good things that have come into my business from that like small launch. Had I seen it as a failure. If I had I seen it as like, oh, well, I didn't, you know, do what, like hit whatever metric was that I had decided was the benchmark. Instead, yeah. I chose to celebrate what was there and pour into it. Like it was a million people because eventually that that will be a million people. Right. And you never know, you never know the many, many ripples and the many, many lives that will be impacted mm-hmm. from that one person that you touch. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's that's yeah. great. We, we and before I, that, I mean, we could, like I said, we have to have another one because we're just this not enough time because I want to know from you before I go, I know we've been on a minute, but tell me a little bit about what you have going on. How can people reach you? Um, do you have a like something that like a little opt-in that we can get a little something from to learn a little bit more? Share a little bit about that with us before we close out. Yeah, amazing. So my first invitation is always like, come hang out with me on Instagram. I'm always there. I'm the actual person who answers my DMs on Instagram. Um, and so let's let's be internet friends. You can find me at Lynette Esperanza, L-Y-N-E. It'll be in the show notes, girl. We'll make sure they get it. <laughs> yeah, so click that link. Um, you can also check out all the things that I'm doing at my website, which is LynetteEsperanza.com. Um, but I have a lot of things going on right now, but two things that I'd love to highlight. One is I just launched my first mastermind and I'm so excited for it because this is a really special space for women who are ready to tap into their limitless potential. Mm -hmm. So tons of, and like, just like we've been talking about tons of strategy, tons of system, all the sequencing and infused with really a lot of support around mindset energetics so that you can get out of your own way and do the thing. Um, 
And I would also love to invite you to my free masterclass that you can find at successacceleratorlive.com. This masterclass runs about once a month um, and it is packed, like so packed with all the things and lots of really, really clear strategy of like, okay, do this and then do this and do this. It's not a lot of fluff. It's like all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love to invite you to that. And it's totally free. So awesome. let's hang out. Let's be friends. Awesome. Guys, this has just been a great interview. And if you loved it, then stick around CEO Mindset Podcast. Make sure you're subscribed and following both of us on Instagram because we're doing this again. I don't know when, but I'm having her back because I did not get through some of my questions, guys. And I've got tons and tons more for her. And I'm going to think of even more because it was such a great conversation. But I want to thank you so much, Lynette, for being with us on the podcast today. We loved everything you had to say. You've given us so many things to think about, work on, you know, ponder, change. And um, that's just can only help us and get us closer to the life that we want to live. So thank you for that. Thanks for having me. We will be back again. I will be back again next week for the CEO Mindset Podcast. Remember here, we are constantly evolving and being open to failing forward because guys, it's in failing forward that we're able to get to those good things that get us what we want so that we can live the life we dream of. All right, see you next week, guys. Bye. Remember, whether you're the CEO of your life, profession or business, it's time to commit to consistently evolving and being open to failure if you want to achieve your goals. Now let's connect outside of this podcast. Join me in the show notes where you'll find all of my social media profile information. Be sure to follow, like, and comment and engage with me outside of this podcast. I look forward to you being with me again next week. Go out there and get your CEO mindset on.